episode of our Teenaging Podcast. My name is Nikki and I'm joined today by Rihanna and Sarah. It's a trip in Tasmania. Um, it was rigorous to say the least. We spent like five days there and we expected like the rooms to be a lot better than it was. Um, actually, I didn't even have a room. I slept on the couch. Okay. Humbling experience. Oh, yeah. was it those pull-out couches? That no, sweetie, it was a normal oh. couch. Okay. My back literally became like, you know. Like oh my god, physical problem. You don't have a place to sleep. Imagine like you're sleeping, like a cockroach comes out of the crack. Dude, and, like, I was so scared about that. I was so scared. One. It was oh. on my face. Like, I woke up, little cockroach on my face. You know, I was calm, because, like, <laughs> like, in Vietnam, I'm so used to having cockroaches <laughs> and, like, rats and, like, unsanitary households. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm used to it now. Same with my house now. They are still cockroaches. I can't deal with it. Like, the second, like, if I actually, like, like, if I, whenever I leave my house, right, like, without my dad there, I'm literally gonna cry whenever mm. I see, like, a cricket or a cockroach. I was so proud. The other day, like, I saw a fat cricket in my room and I killed it myself. Like, that was a, really? that was a big defining moment for me. I was like, I I don't usually do these things. I was probably, like, my fifth cricket. So, like, I was really <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, there's a lot of glamorization with the Tasmania trip. All my photos are gonna be like, we're having so much fun. <laughs> and then, like, I'm definitely not breaking my back on a couch. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, in reality, on this podcast, like, I slept on the couch for five days. So, like, <laughs> you know, it was so cold, the heat it barely worked. It was oh, like, really? it's freezing. It was... Tasmania is a lot colder than I thought it was gonna be. Like, mm. it's like actually like. It's cold, it's like, like next to the North Pole. <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so wait. So Tasmania is next to the North Pole. Shut up. Okay, so what we know. Our 73 followers are all judging me. No, so what we know now is that Rihanna wasn't good at geography. Yeah, I got like a D. No, go see, go see. Sorry. Wow! <laughs> You're so smart. I know. It's okay. See, is like sound. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was like, oh, like I'm a pretty good student. I get like mostly B's. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, why am I judging them? I'm such an ethnic person. Uh, I was like, why am I, I doing like, that? I'm so judgmental of other people. I know. Wow, so every time I say I get a B, you no, guys no, judge no, me. No, 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 how no, it is. Your friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Speaking of judgment, speaking of judgment, today we wanted to like talk about judgment and gossip within yeah. high Whoa, school. Whoa, sandwich! <laughs> Are we too loud? No, no. Sorry. We'll just edit it. Everybody listening, like, you're too loud. Everybody listening takes their earphones out. They take their earphones out, but they keep keep it into the jacket. Yeah, yeah. Listen to it from like a meter away. Our ten listeners. <laughs> it's not even ten. It's like one dedicated listener. It's just us yeah. all together. We're all just streaming it on Spotify. <laughs> Judgment. Um, judgment. Toxicity in high school. Yeah. So I think when it comes to high school, you like from primary school to high school, it's such a huge leap. Mm-hmm. I think it's like such a different environment. Like when I look at like primary school, I know for some people like they prefer like the calmness of primary mm, school. Yeah. I think people were less judgmental then, I guess, because everybody was mm. a kid and like yeah. people were like their biggest worry was like, you know, can I colour in within the line? <laughs> <laughs> like I think we had like two assessments. 
yeah. in, in the, the whole, whole year. and it was like yeah. a novel yeah. study you could yeah. fake it yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, I remember did. when I did like the novel studies like I wouldn't even read the book <laughs> I would just act like I did and I got like the top mark oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Susanna and I did. Susanna and I actually helped each other in the novel studies. Oh, really? On, in, like, term four, and we both, like, got the same mark. I was so proud of us. I mm. love her. Love you, girl. Anyway, so, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about a bit about, like, labels when it comes to, like, gossip and toxicity in high school. I mm. think that when you get into high school, it's, like, this thing where, like, everybody's, like, analyzing every, like, each other, like, sizing them up. And mm. they, we become, like, very critical of one another. I think, like, first impressions especially, mm. they're hard. And I think, like, we all have different perspectives on this, but um, Nikki and I are, like, on the other side of the spectrum where it's, like, our first impressions with other people, they're often, like, oh, you know, she's, like, like you know, a bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they get that a lot. Where, like, Rihanna's kind of, like, on the opposite side where it's, like, you know, like, everybody's, like, oh, my God, she's so sweet. Which it is. Like, she she's is. Sweet. Rihanna's really sweet. So, like, yeah. Oh, you're complimenting me? Yeah. 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 What oh. am I doing? <laughs> misunderstood because of our because you guys are a bitch I'm <laughs> because yeah no, it's because like we have an ex- a, like assertive exterior that sometimes is misunderstood for being bitchy or being mean and part of it's true yeah <laughs> I'm, not gonna I'm not even gonna lie like part of it is true but yeah it, it's just it, yeah it's we, not 100% me yeah yeah. I'm sorry. If you just get to know me, you'll find the real me. Yeah, a lot of like, the, like a lot of the closest friends I have, like on the first, like the first impressions of me when like they first met me, they were all like, "Oh, well, I thought you were a bitch." Like mm. before I even oh, talked to them. I I thought you were a bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nikki did. Like another friend we had did. And, like, <laughs> And, like, a lot of people, before I even talk to them, and the thing is, like, like, with, like, one of my other, like, close friends, before I even said anything, I was just sitting down doing mm. my work. Like, she's like, oh, I thought you were, like, a bitch. And mm. I was like, I don't even know where I get that from because I'm like, mm. is it my exterior? But I'm like, I don't think, like, like I think I just have, like, a resting bitch face. I don't really know where I get, like, where people nah, get that. I just think they're quite like, judgmental. Yeah, so I don't, like, I don't quite understand where to go with that but I think I've learned over time especially when like I moved schools away from like these people because we all used to go to the same school and when I moved I was like oh you know I can get a new start and you know people won't think I'm a bitch or whatever and I tried it for so long but people still like that's their immediate reaction it's like oh she's a bitch before I even said anything or opened my mouth mm-hmm. which I guess, like, throughout the year, like, throughout the year, I was, like, okay, I'm not gonna deal with that anymore, and I was just, like, completely authentic, and finally, when I, I started to be myself, like, I was just happy, and I stopped caring about, like, like, did you hear she called you a bitch, and he called you a bitch, and Mm. blah, 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 I think that we often get wrapped up in, um, what everybody has to say in high school, and we start to kind of, like, lose our path in what, like, our main goal is, and I guess my thing now is that if it doesn't affect me in three to five years then I'm not gonna give it any of my attention Mm -hmm. so it's like you know I think I did a little bit of that even when I was in primary school and we had like fights about like four-leaf clovers yeah (laughs) Yeah, because I used to pick out too many four-leaf clovers and I really hated Sarah in primary school (laughs) yeah like people got really mad that I would pick out all the four-leaf clovers 
I don't know. They were sad. They couldn't have any fun. Like, <laughs> and it's like primary school. Like you, yeah, you yeah. try exaggerating every little thing. Yeah. Like, oh my god, she took all the full leaf clovers. Oh like, god. girl, we had a whole field. Yeah. Mm. But um, I think from that, I was like, okay, you know, three to five years. If it's not going to affect me, and if it's not like drilling into like my mental health, then it shouldn't be something that I put my attention to mm. or make it seem bigger than it is. So now, whenever there is like gossip and like rumors about me, I really do think to myself like, is this gonna affect my future? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna be something that you know hurts me every day when I come to school? Will it make me not want to come to school? And if it does make you feel that way, then you know you have to deal with it and like don't like start to like spread rumors yourself and be like he said she said, mm-hmm. but you know deal with it in like a uh, mature way. You know go talk to a teacher or somebody that you trust. Like have it be done in a way where you're not spreading any more rumors. You're mm-hmm. just stopping them. That's mm-hmm. your only objective. So yeah. Yeah. We don't fight fire with fire. Yeah. But I think because, like, in high school, we're becoming a lot more self-conscious. Yeah. And I think that comes with this, like, unconscious bias with Mm -hmm. other people as well. Um, We're a lot more harsher. And we're just... Yeah, I I, I think, like, through, like, that phase in high school, we're we're very judgmental of other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's most prevalent in, like, in girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're a lot more um, harsher and critical of girls. Which is wrong, because we want to think that we have the sisterhood. Yeah. yeah. Like, we when we support that, each other. And... Yeah, like, you know, the feminism movement. We want to think that we're supporting girls, ladies supporting each other. But in reality, like, yeah, um, double standards are double standard standards aren't only supported by men it's also enforced by women mm-hmm. and i think that has really uprised um rumors like the yeah. issue of gossip and rumors and stuff as well yeah we had to talk about that <clears throat> we had to talk about it in i think it was year right we had the oh, yeah. yeah and she we like they separated the girls and boys mm. and the teachers like talked to us about like the whole rumors thing because somebody in our class was having an issue mm-hmm. and it was really affecting that person and they went to a teacher because they couldn't handle it anymore and once they did after that it did slowly like calm down because they i think they realized that like you know like you're just gonna feel the fire if you like you know go back at it with like other rumors about the person whoever's like spreading it about Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. so once they actually did go tell a teacher it really did calm down and Mm. now that person like this year look at them and they're so happy in their Mm. new friend group and you can tell that like that did change them for Mm -hmm. the better and they're so much happier because of it Mm -hmm. i I think that the the idea of oh going to a larger authority figure like a teacher is often seen as childish or yeah. like oh you're, you're such a child for doing that yeah. doesn't seem or you're dramatic. cool okay. yeah. yeah you don't seem cool because you think you're a snitch you think tattletale yeah. or something turtletale I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but anyway I I really don't like that idea because it's the I feel like the bravest thing you could do is go to an adult and yeah and tell mm-hmm. them because. Obviously, they're a lot more mature. They can solve it a lot better than you. Because oftentimes, um, you know, the first like when people attack you or insult you in any way, your first instinct is to fight back. Yeah. You know, to lash out. Mm-hmm. Be- because that can't be helped. Like anger, frustration. Those are the first emotions that come to mind. But I think, you know, 
we have to be more mature than that in order to solve like friendship issues or any mm. kind of toxicity that we face because yeah it's 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 just we just have to become a bigger person um take a step back and look at it like oh this person is perhaps something we should some someone perhaps we should sympathize with almost or um compromise with instead mm-hmm. of lashing out at them because that person who attacked you or like insulted you is a lot more immature than mm-hmm. you probably are if you um, you're like it would be much more mature from your mm-hmm. like standpoint if yeah. you just went to authority instead of making it like a big thing mm-hmm. that you know it just like it, I think sometimes when you take on issues by yourself mm-hmm. and you don't accept help from like authority mm-hmm. it can get like out of control mm-hmm. and people can start twisting your words mm-hmm. so you know you're it's more morally just mm-hmm. to, like if it's getting to that point like if you can deal with it on your own and it, it's not something big that's fine mm-hmm. but if it is getting to that point you need to you know go to the authority it's just better that mm-hmm. way and i think when it comes to like um going to the authority and stuff like that people think that it's like a cry for attention mm. and or like you're being dramatic and stuff like that and the second you report someone it's suddenly this thing or it's like oh you know she's hypersensitive and stuff mm. like that and i i i understand where people come from with that because um you know i was afraid that like that's how i would be perceived mm. if i did report someone because mm. i went through some stuff this like last year that I, I knew it was, like, bad enough that I had to report it, mm. but I didn't want to make a big deal because I didn't want to seem, like, sensitive and, mm. like, a bitch. And I cared so much about other people's perceptions of me that it affected my own mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think that um I had a friend who she instilled in me that, like, you can't worry about what these people have to say because these people will not be affecting you mm-hmm. if you stop it now. So mm. she actually reported um, stuff for me because she knew that I was too scared to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I had to talk about it. And yeah, people did say stuff. But over the year, I think I realized that, you know, again, with the thing, three to five years, will these people who call me a bitch affect me? Mm-hmm. No, I have my inner circle. I have friends that I trust and that care about me. And that's all I need. Mm. And um. Going forward from that, we ask you guys to ask us some questions about um, our topic on toxicity and um, gossip. So we had someone anonymously tell us that um, I've been sexually harassed by a classmate and I don't want to report him because I think all of his friends will stop talking to me and everyone will think I'm a snitch or desperate for attention. Mm. What do you think, Fiona? What about like the fear of confrontation? So like... I think um, judgment and gossip really enforce our fear of confrontation. Like the largest issue when uh, we confront someone with something or like an authority figure with our issues, we're always scared of judgment, we're always scared of what other people say. Mm. And that has always been like the, uh, an obstacle that hinders um, like the way we resolve our issues and stuff. I think. With confrontation, you also do a lot of overthinking of what the outcome is. Mm. So it's like, oh, if I tell if I tell them what he did, I'm gonna lose this person. It's gonna mm. become awkward here. I'm not gonna enjoy class. I 
all this you think of all the outcomes mm. and other people's feelings except for your own mm. and that just makes you feel so much more worse mm. and like bad about the situation no i, I understand yeah. what you're trying to say like i, I feel the same because you know, I'm, I'm such an overthinker so like before i say a lot of stuff i always prepare like the book i have in front of me now <laughs> I, I don't know i just I've just maybe it's a habit, yeah. But I just hate, like, really hate saying the wrong things in situations. Like I think about it at night for yeah. three hours, um, and I always try to prepare everything, and I overthink, and I, I like overthink about the consequences, and I always try to say exactly the right things, which is a lot of pressure. But you yeah. know, like, I know where you're coming from, but I think it's important to, because right now overthinking is quite on the like negative end of the spectrum the extreme end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and i think it's really beneficial to acknowledge the extreme positive side yeah and think about say what if it turns out well you know Mm -hmm. like what if this actually works out what if our friendship becomes stronger what if um he stopped doing it to other girls yeah like like, yeah um exactly and to recognize that point you can be kind of you kind of like acknowledge your size and stay neutral mm-hmm. and actually come back to reality because mm-hmm. overthinking and the extreme negative side could really like make your um perception quite crooked mm-hmm. and stuff like that so yeah when it comes to um sexual harassment i really feel for this person um mm. i understand how it feels sometimes you're scared to report because you don't want to lose the other people Mm. around you and I know sometimes it feels like you know people are going to call you names and they're going to have this like judgment of your character but you know coming from like a place of experience I know I was scared about the exact same thing when I went through it and I don't place it like some trophy like oh my god look this happened to me Mm. but like you have to understand that if if those people leave you because you report something that actually hurt you, something that makes you feel uncomfortable, mm. then those people were not worth having in your life. Mm-hmm. You mm. might have had good times with them, but it's not true friendship to leave someone when they're truly hurting, when something really did affect them. Mm. So it's better if you have them leave you now mm. when you're in... like when it's like it's basically like a test of friendship Mm, to see if people will really support you when you're really going through it or if they were only there because oh you were just an addition to somebody else that Mm, they knew yeah and i know sometimes it's it's like this thing when you report it's like oh wow you know she's so stuck up you know she you know she's so oversensitive and i had that same thing but you need to find someone a friend that you are truly close with and go to them go with them to like a year advisor or a teacher and you need to let them know because it's important for your safety and for you to be comfortable at school Mm -hmm. that's somewhere you always go five times a week you need to be comfortable when you're learning and that's something important to um that's something important to remember um i know that when it when like you report to teachers sometimes you're uncomfortable to Mm -hmm. tell them and that's why i think it's important to have someone that you trust Mm -hmm. i had a friend with me when i had to go do it and in honesty she made me go do it 
because mm-hmm. I was so scared about like the repercussions, which is the thing that Rihanna and Nikki talked about. Overthinking, mm-hmm. you always have these expectations of the absolute worst, mm. and you can't always have that. And honestly, if those people leave you, then you will find friends that will be there to support you mm. because those people were obviously going to be a waste of your time mm. if they were going to act like that during such a crucial moment. Yeah, yeah. And I think when, especially we're really vulnerable or you know, we're really going through a lot of trouble, real friends really rise up to the occasion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for people, you know, like, I, I think with sexual harassment especially, it occurs a lot more to girls than boys. Um, and there's always, like, the stigma that surrounds reporting sexual harassment or talking about sexual harassment. There's this shame and mm-hmm. guilt, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, maybe she's asking for it. Or yeah. maybe, oh, like, she deserves it but Mm -hmm. you know like that's the thing and stigma it's such yeah like we're so afraid of that and yeah it's it's part of sexual harassment with the asking for it thing i had like a counselor Mm. be like oh it's because he likes you don't let anybody tell you that don't let anybody (sighs) tell you that that is not acceptable in your school yeah my school counselor was like oh it's because he likes you like you can't have people tell you that that's not an acceptable Mm. answer don't ever accept that and be like oh yeah that's true like Mm, don't because that that is disgusting Mm. and um my final thing on that is you absolutely should report it Mm. if it makes you feel uncomfortable that is something that is important to you Mm. you need to report it and don't be scared about losing those friends because they obviously won't be worth it if they don't stick around and if they do you know that they are true friends and they will support you Mm. during hard times so yeah and reporting it is so right it's it's like it's the right thing to do and to perceive it otherwise yeah that's just yeah it's damaging to tell your friends that oh you shouldn't report it because some dumb reason like oh he likes you yeah Mm -hmm. Hmm. i think that like comes from like a toxic toxicity and like friends type of thing Mm. where it's like they try to degrade whatever hurts you Mm. or anything that's important to you they'll make fun of it so i guess yeah, toxic friends are, like, a big part of high school. I think we've, we we oh, all, like, we'll m- probably stumble across, like, a toxic friend in high school. Mm. And, you know, um, groups of friends always shift and change within high school. Yeah. You know, you'll have, like, somebody that you've known for ages since, like, year seven. And, you know, before you know it, you guys either just drift apart or some type of inner turmoil or conflict happens and you guys you know stop being friends and i think that's normal but when it comes to like toxic friends people you know you walk away whenever you have like a conversation from them feeling bad about yourself or worse Mm. than you did coming in yeah so i think that that like especially in year nine i think people start to realize like Mm. these are the people i actually care about Mm. and like these are the friends because i think in year seven we all try to be like friends with each other like oh my god i need to have all these friends we're in like a new environment we want to live up to the stereotype Mm. of like having so many guy friends so many girlfriends yeah and like yeah yeah. Mm. but i think as you grow up you start to realize like hey like i've got six years Mm. and I'm not going to have an environment like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Whether Even if you go to uni and TAFE and stuff like that, you're not going to have the same environment that you had in high school. Yeah. So you start to realise, like, what's important to me? Who are my, like, true support systems? And where do I go from there? I think that's important. Um, we had someone ask us about 
a similar question to this. They said, I don't enjoy being in my friend group as much as I did in year seven and year eight. Maybe we just weren't meant to be in the same friend group. Um, our personalities have clashed. It's harder to talk about things during lunch. There's a pair of friends that always leave us behind. Mm. I noticed that another friend is more happy being with other friends in certain classes. I don't feel... Ha- I no longer feel happy to be a part of the group anymore. Mm. And I miss my bubbly personality. Mm. Um, so I feel like I should hang out with other friends. But I don't want to intrude. I just don't know what to do and... I'm too, I don't know, I don't know how to voice my opinion on matters like these because I don't want to hurt anyone. I'm no good. Please give me advice. baby. (laughs) I want to give her a hug. What do you think, Rihanna? Like, I I know you're a type of person that um, is, like, a bit afraid to speak up. And that's totally understandable. Yeah. You know, like. You're scared of how people react, and it's, yeah, it's really especially now because I feel like it's like the middle of high school. Everyone has like their um, permanent uh, friend groups. Everyone's like really mm. close with each other, inside jokes and everything. And for like a new person to like come in, it, like you being the new person coming into like an already formed friend group is like really scary and intimidating. Mm. Yeah. So, oh my god, I feel so bad for that girl. Mm. Um, <laughs> It's okay. It, it will get better. You just have to surround yourself with friends. You know what? I think, I think just okay. It's hard to say, and it's cheesy, but being yourself attracts the right people. Yeah, the, yeah. Attracts the most compatible people with you. Hundred percent. Mm. And I mean, I, I kind of know how she feels because no, no offense, guys. I'm about to talk about something in Year Seven. So like transition transitioning from primary school to year seven, mm-hmm. um, it was hard because primary school friendships for me at least were breaking apart. One girl that was part of our friendship, she moved to a different school. Um, another girl we just don't we're just not compatible anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Like people change, we drift apart, we find new friends that we relate to more. Um, because high school is a learning curve, and you change dramatically in that period of period of time so so I get it but you know since like I I started to realize that you know this is not really working out as in primary school because I think in primary schools are kind of um off track it's okay don't worry (laughs) um but I I think in primary school you just have very little uh like criteria for the right friends okay um you just have very little criteria for the right friends Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, the thing is, you, you only need, like, oh, someone who's nice, someone who's yeah. funny, you know. As you grow older, you realise you need someone... More emotionally. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Someone who's more emotional, who um who can provide, like, that outlet for you, who's mm-hmm. more, perhaps, intellectual, who's more understanding, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. more considerate. You need this kind of much more mature traits. Um, but now in high school, it's things are different, mm-hmm. and you just don't find that compatible anymore, so... In, in in year seven, I saw you guys as a friend group. And I, like, part of me, like, no, not part of me, I wanted to really join that friend group because you guys seemed cool. You guys had fun. I saw you talk. Um, so slowly I started, like, going to your table. I started trying to talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know what went through my head, but I, I, like, immediately thought that 
you guys had to, okay this is gonna sound bad but you guys like had to cater for me or something like be more considerate of my right. presence <sighs> because... we didn't think about what we say mm, like well not not in that aspect but like, like not make her feel like she's intruding oh yeah, right yeah, yeah stuff like that be more inclusive um because nothing wrong with what you guys did you like you didn't do anything wrong but you guys like would talk in in like with each other only mm-hmm. and you wouldn't like talk to me or like the other friend that was with me when we joined so i felt really excluded and there was this biggest fear that i was intruding and i dealt with it badly because i i i would like go like i remember i would go to rihanna and i was like oh my god is sarah it was in uh, Nikki came up to me and was like, oh, is Sarah, like, the leader of your group or something? <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten this issue since we were in primary and school. And me and Susanna just, like, are so triggered. Because we hear it every day in primary school. Is Sarah your leader? <laughs> friend group leader? Yeah, but I, I went to you guys and, like, I asked her, oh, my God, is, is Sarah, like, kind of a bitch or something? Oh, yeah. Because... And then I remember I literally went behind your back and told Sarah immediately. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I had the impression. That I was really surprised you told me that, considering really? we only talked for like a few times. I, I don't remember know. us talking and Rihanna being like, did she really think that if she asked her <laughs> a bitch that I wouldn't tell you? Because <laughs> like, I've known Rihanna like forever, right? So she's like, did she really think I wasn't going to tell Sarah? Like, <laughs> This is like me and Nikki's like, like beginning, beginning stage of friendship yeah. she told me this. <laughs> yeah. So that's why let I it be known. Like let it be known. If you say something bad about one of us, like like we're very close and we're very open. Mm-hmm. I don't keep anything from them. So mm-hmm. like if somebody's like, Oh my god, don't tell Rihanna, like, <laughs> isn't she such a bitch? I'm not like Rihanna. I got gains. Meet me, me in the corner, bro. Meet me in the corner, bro. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but like for that period of time I felt really excluded and mm-hmm. I felt like I was intruding something because like I didn't want my own emotional, like, selfish desires to ruin your friendship, like, the dynamic of your friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you guys had a solid friendship at the time. And, yeah, I, part of me didn't ruin that, but part of me wanted to join it as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. I understand what the girl or the boy is saying in the yeah. anonymous message. Like, it's hard to, I guess, integrate into a new friendship when they've already established such a great bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can relate to that on the level, like, I moved away in year nine, mm-hmm. and when you're new, you gotta, like, I didn't know anybody at the school, mm. well, I didn't think I did, because mm. I hadn't connected with a lot of people that I knew from tutoring, <laughs> <laughs> brown tins, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't connected, so, uh, when I went, I was fully expecting to, like, have to struggle out to find friend groups, and by year nine, it had been like two years of high school, mm. and I, people already had their groups and mm-hmm. they were well established. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was gonna be really hard. And you know, I walked in on my first day into like the math classroom, and there wasn't even a teacher there. He had to go do something for the timetables or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just walked into like a classroom full of students and one oh. chair left for me, oh. and it was so daunting. Oh. It, I, I remember that day so clearly and I completely understand what this person is going through where you're like, you don't want to intrude on anybody else's like group because like, again, with what Nikki said, you don't want to like ruin the dynamic that mm-hmm. they have and that they've established. But um, 
I think the first like two terms of being at that school, I was so uh, pressed about that and worried about ruining anything for them that I was so unhappy and miserable because I wasn't myself at all. Like I would give the most generic answers to everything <laughs> and I was like, I was trying to be like a people pleaser and it mm. wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Like I was so unhappy and I think that they could definitely tell that like I wasn't great, mm. right? And I would complain to like Rihanna all the time. I'd be like, oh my God, I hate this school. <laughs> and you know, I, like, I'm the type of person where I actually love school. I love mm. going to school and, you know, like, I've just always been, like, a school person. Mm-hmm. So, when it got to the point where I was literally faking a rash on myself, <laughs> you know, one day I literally faked a rash so I wouldn't have to go to school because I hated going so much. Like, that's when I knew it was bad. And I think, um, I, when I finally started to be myself, I'm like, Nikki, as cheesy as it says, <laughs> as it is, as, as Nikki says, once you try to, like, you know, you start to be yourself, like, the right people gravitate towards you mm-hmm. that connect with you. And once I started doing that, um, I did, like, I I started to, like, really connect with my friends. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I hold them to such a high regard. I love them Aww. so much. And I, I love going to school. Like, I remember, like, the first couple days of, like, the summer holiday. I was like, I want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Like, I went from not wanting to go at all, faking rashes, to, like, <laughs> wanting to go to school so bad during Aww. the summer holidays. So, yeah. like... Truly, what Nikki says is really important, and as cheesy as it is, you know, once you do be yourself, you do gravitate towards the right people, mm. and they come towards you, and you start to build these relationships that are not toxic, where mm. people do support one another, and whether you're alike your friends or you're different, like, it's more about, like, how much you can enjoy each other's company. Like, yeah. Rihanna and I are so different, whereas Nikki and I are... A lot more similar, mm. but I enjoy both of their companies so much in very Aww. different ways. <laughs> and, it's because we, and it's because we gravitate towards towards each other, and we have like a strong support system where I can tell them like whatever I want to, and mm. I don't feel like I have to create some type of filter mm-hmm. and walk on eggshells. Well, like and so, yeah, that yeah. Was, that's literally like the beginning of 2019, like forming year nine and year tens together. Oh. I was like, oh my god, year tens. I yeah. so immature. I can't like be myself. Wait, I can like, I just say? We're the only school that mixes year nine and ten. Yeah, so the oh, school... Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> we forgot about our shitty school. I was supposed to pour to four classrooms. <laughs> oh my god, I just realised that. Oh you know they moved our uniform shop because our school can't have a uniform shop anymore. <laughs> so now it's a classroom yeah. and we have to go all the way to like another town to get our uniform. Yeah, so their school, now the one that I used to go to, they do like year nine and ten together. Mm. Oh. Whereas every other school does year nine by itself in your oh, well, we're not gonna we're gonna move on from That's that like their own <laughs> personal adversity through that but like yeah when the year tens came in <laughs> i felt i was like oh my god they probably they're so much higher so much older to be like more less annoying and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. blah 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 hmm. But then, like, after, like, the first term, I was like, I really can't do this anymore. I just, like, let myself go. Mm. And now I have, like, the three, like, closest year 10 friends. They know who they are. Hell yeah. Wait, do they? (laughs) (laughs) They know. They're in my math class. If you're in my math class, you can. (laughs) I got you first. So, in consensus to the person who wrote this to us, um, I think our thing is, like, be yourself and the right people will gravitate towards you. I know it's hard sometimes to leave the friend groups that we've established since year seven because you feel kind of like obliged to like stay there because Mm -hmm. everybody's kind of established Mm. who their friend group is and what 
they're defined by. Yeah. But, you know, the right people will always be welcoming enough to let you in. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who had been in the school I go to now, like, since he's seven. And she only joined our friend group now oh. because she created a bond and a connection with me and some other girls in that group. Mm-hmm. And now she hangs out with us, like, all the time. And I love her company so much. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's that thing. Be yourself and the right people will gravitate towards and you. girl, that's, that goes to Nikki and I's high school. Bro, come to our friend come group. Come to our friend group. We, we have, like, what, three new students in our friend group mm. that came last year. So mm-hmm. we're welcoming, bro. Come over. So, guys, how do you think... Like, if you have an established friend group, how do you deal with someone that... Not deal, but how do you welcome or how do you make it more inclusive for someone who just entered? Like, what are the ways we can make sure... I think just, like, I know it's, like, basic, but just breaking up common ground. So, like, just getting to know each other can Mm. literally lead you Mm. into so many great places. Mm. Like, I think... With you and me, like, yeah. even, like, once we, like, got off that awkward friendship <laughs> stage, like, we, like, hit it off. Yeah. And, like, you're, like, one of my closest friends now. So, I think... Oh, my God. Nikki's sounding like a squirrel. Yeah. She's just breaking off that common ground, getting to know each other, dislikes, and, like, anything like that. Mm. And just then getting... Mm. I think the little things really, really makes the difference. Yeah. Like... For a friend group, um, like you welcome to the welcome them to the lunch table, you know, add them to a group project. Mm-hmm. When when they come late to the um, to the lunch table, update make them. Space them. Make space yeah. and update them on what you just said previously. Yeah. so they can join in too. Just just little things like that yeah. can make the real mm-hmm. difference. Um, like maybe you're walking somewhere and you wait for them while they tie their shoelaces. Yeah. Yeah. Or like oh. you see them go to the bubble of the toilet and they didn't ask because they don't want to be like yeah, annoying, yeah. but you go with them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go with them to the canteen yeah. without them buying you anything. Yeah. 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 Unconditional canteen walks. <laughs> <laughs> we all need unconditional canteen <laughs> pair. A squat. Yeah. Like I'm not going go alone. with them to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Wait in front of their store. Sneak under. <laughs> and wipe it for them. We're such I'm intellectual. <laughs> that girl that sent the thing is like clicking off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm done for it today. But yeah. Yeah. Just like being a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? But also like... yourself. <laughs> I think those are the ways we can make someone feel a lot more included. I think in it's like uh, for me. I think it was all about like the icebreakers. Like mm-hmm. again, what you said. Icebreakers. That yeah. was <laughs> cool. I was like breaking common ground. <laughs> oh, I thought that sounded good. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Just breaking common ground. It is. Anyway, keep going. It's because like I think after you like again what you said with like the awkward stuff like. How, what's your name? Like, mm. uh, what school did you get to? Like, you know what I mean? Like, after you get over that stuff and you start to talk about your interests and, you know, again, being yourself, expressing yourself, you start to find, maybe you guys are not exactly the same or similar in, like, interests, but mm. if they take care in what you're talking about and mm. they do give it, like, love, then mm. you know that those are some good friends. Like, mm. I cannot draw at all. Like, I have no <laughs> talent in drawing. Um, The best I can do is, like, Microsoft Word, paint, <laughs> make some stick figures. Nikki can draw. Nikki uh, is very good at drawing. And so whenever I see her post, I'm going to comment on them. I'm going to spam her comments. Hype her up. Because she deserves that. And I'm so proud that somebody like Nikki can draw. And you know what? Like, I'm, I'm not 
a little bit interested in like learning how to draw myself. Like I just can't do it. Like I'll try, but I can't. But I'm interested that Nikki can. Yeah. And, like I want to support her with that. And if you can find friends that at least uh, support you at the very course. least. <laughs> At the very least, then you know that you found those friends. Mm. <laughs> Express yourself and get that support. <laughs> Sorry. How do you how do you express yourself when it's just you're just surrounded by toxic friends, or the toxic friends are all you have? Like, yeah. how do you deal with that? Yeah. yeah, I think Rihanna. Um, when it comes to like expressing yourself, um, in there was like a period of time we're not gonna disclose that because it'll make it way too specific but um are you talking about me yeah okay oh, oh, i see what you're doing there was, there was a period of time where like rihanna got like separated from like some of our friend groups so she was left with some other people mm-hmm. and um because when you're in class and like primary school like that's the only class you got like mm, yeah. you win or you lose so you know there was like two times in rihanna's life where she had to kind of deal with that like you're surrounded by that person all the time that's mm. all you've got so i think she had to kind of learn how to express herself and like get out that kind of confrontational side of her yeah. that she doesn't kind of like to bring out yeah so how did you deal with that hmm. it was really hard and it also gets really like mentally draining having to deal with it every single day and it's like the same thing there's nothing being resolved there's not like there's no uh, agreement between you guys mm. but i think over time when you have to, when you know oh, this is, like, getting out of hand and I'm obviously not, like, gonna ask for help because it's not that big of a deal. Mm. Um, You just sort of come to terms with it, which is a bad thing to do. Don't do that with your toxic friends. But um, when I first experienced a toxic friend, when it got into, like, I think end of the year, I I sat down with her and I was like, hey, look, Mm. like, are we gonna continue being friends? Or are we just gonna like keep on with this toxic relationship because I don't want to be in it anymore? Um, I wrote bad stuff about her in my diary. Anyway, (laughs) get a journal, guys. Yeah, journaling really helps. Yeah, Yeah. instead of lashing out on her, I wrote in my journal in all caps. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) so yeah, and we both sort of came to the realization that like, oh crap, we really need to move on. We need to Mm. mature. We're going into high school. Blah blah blah. So if you just talk it out say from both opinions and really look from the other person's perspective and what what they're coming from it can really give you a better understanding on mm. what they're doing and why they're doing it keep an open mind yeah and op- yeah open being open minded is very helpful during toxic friendships mm. Mm. but saying that doesn't mean you have to feel sorry for them every time they're rude to you and you mm. stay in that friendship Mm-mm. because your feelings also matter yeah. mm. and if you continue that process a thought process of oh she's probably struggling something mm-hmm. so i can't be rude to her back mm-hmm. or something like that it's very mentally exhausting and yeah. not good for you at all yeah. yeah it's super unhealthy and mm. even though they they might grow up in let's say a troubled household mm-hmm. or they might experience like really bad things that affect the way they talk to each other and that's like the reason how why they became so toxic it doesn't excuse them for the things they did and mm-hmm. you have to talk to them about it you have to say that like, you look like you have so much potential to be a better person and unless you get yourself together and actually treat me well mm-hmm. you know perhaps we should put a pause mm-hmm. on this friendship or perhaps 
we shouldn't be friends, Mm -hmm. at least for now, until you become a better person. Sometimes they don't have bad intentions, Mm -hmm. and they could just let things, like, like, like kind of inconsiderate things that slip or something, Mm -hmm. um, that poke at your fears or insecurities, um, which which is bad, and you should confront them about it, but, you know, like, it's hard, because... It's it's the middle ground where it's not that big of a deal, but it still bothers yeah. you. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that's like the most difficult part yeah, to get yeah. to. Yeah. Like it's, you think it's not enough to, to like tell them tell them and yeah. have a sit down conversation with them. Yeah. But it becomes mentally exhausting when it mm-hmm. accumulates. Yeah. Like they say little things that poke at you, but they constantly Over time, do it. it. Yeah. It like, builds up and up. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. Like, you know, you shouldn't have to wait for that. To happen mm-hmm. tell them before like if they're a true friend they'll they'll fix themselves like they'll say okay i'm sorry i'll um be more considerate of what i say i'll think things through because i don't want to hurt you but mm-hmm. you know if they do have bad intentions and they are very toxic and they do intentionally poke at your insecurities to put themselves on a pedestal mm-hmm. then you have to gather up that courage. But how? Like, the thing is, it's easy to say. That's the thing, too. It's easier to say than do. Mm-hmm. So, again, with that thing that we talked about before, about overthinking, mm-hmm. and, you know, always, like, like your expectation is always going to be, like, the worst of it. Mm. I know that sometimes it does end up that way, but even if it does end up that way, you got to see it as, like, a coming to, like, age moment where you realize that like that was a part of your life that maybe you did enjoy maybe you didn't Mm -hmm. but um you're better off without it or Mm -hmm. in some cases where it does work out well you you've learned from it and you guys now more mature Mm -hmm. and and form a closer bond with that person Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so even i know it can be really scary to talk to someone that you're really close with or someone that's kind of got you in like in a guilt trip type of thing where it's like mm-hmm. you don't know what I'm going through or you know mm-hmm. exactly what I'm going through so why can't you just deal with it yeah you gotta be like hey you know my feelings are valid as well mm-hmm. and don't you know don't yell at them do it calmly mm-hmm. and trust me it like if they do react bad then you know that that's some that's like a part of your life that you gotta move on from mm-hmm. and you will find those people that again be yourself and they will gravitate towards you so like at the end of the day your youth is limited you know spend it like we all want to grow up we all like at 15 or like 12 years we want to say oh my god i can't wait to be 18 go out with my friends drink clubbing whatever but if you hear it from actual like adults they'll tell you that you know value your youth value your teenage years because high school could be one of the greatest experiences of your life some people it's not which is why i think it's really important to if not if, if like um it's important to be able to create an environment yourself where you could express yourself, where you could, um, where you, you feel comfortable talking and talking to your friends and be vulnerable about things because your youth is limited and you only have so much time in high school to enjoy it. So make it last while, last long lasting. Um, I just think high school is high school. It's a place for you to learn be become much mature be responsible know what you want know what others need mm. and it's okay to m- mis- make mistakes on the way and get into mm. toxic friendships mm. and all this because you grow so much stronger from it you learn so much mm. and you can really use it in adult life so mm. so i guess with this whole topic um i think you know we're 
so eager to like get into like the social aspect of high school and all the gossip and drama but sometimes you need you know you need to take a step back and you look at everything you've done in retrospect and trust me when you come back at the end of the road you will like you're not gonna remember when he said she said you're gonna remember when you laughed with your friends Mm -hmm. when you know that funny moment happened so make sure that you make a lot of those and you truly you know you want to look back and you want to be proud of the person you were Mm, you know someone that people can remember as a good person because you know you want to show that you've matured over time Mm -hmm. and you're not going to be the same person you were in primary school yeah yeah no so I guess that high school is really just like a test of who you are Mm -hmm. and how you can like get through some of the adversity that comes with it Mm -hmm. so again my thing that I've always gone by and you know I'm getting better at because I'm not always the best at it is you know think about will this matter in three to five years does this person affect my future and Mm -hmm. if not don't give it your effort and if it does affect you you know handle it in a mature manner Mm -hmm. and um you know try and have fun because again like Nikki said you're in your youth Mm. and it doesn't last that long yeah and sorry I want to add something I think it's important if you are facing like a lot of toxic friends or toxicity in high school it's important to expand your circle like your social circle outside of school mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. perhaps reconnect with people from primary school um join extracurricular activities you know g- get get a job because mm-hmm. that usually helps you you're usually people like with people around your own age yeah or join a club go online but do it safely obviously <laughs> they're uh child pedophiles um <laughs> I think that's also important to create your own happiness because if you can't find happiness that easily at school, it's okay to do it in solitude. It's not doesn't mean you're yeah you have that lingering loneliness inside of you, but like for me at least like I'm very introverted so spending time with myself like it's one of the most like valuable moments of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like going to the park. Mm-hmm. To buy yourself, go read a book. Like maybe people can't relate to this, but if you can, like create your own happiness in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like play. Uh, you can play video games. You know, find a hobby. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's what I mean by creating your own happiness. Don't depend on other people to make you happy because sometimes they can let you down. The only person that knows you any better is yourself, and you're the best soulmate you'll ever find once you start to understand. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Tough. our first podcast episode. <laughs> that sounds so surreal. You know, our three listeners. <laughs> so Y'all the yeah. MVPs. <laughs> love you. Stick around. Okay. Maybe when we're 60, we'll still be making podcasts. <laughs> what about, like, in our nursery home? <laughs> nursery home? Play bingo together. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. I feel like the struggles of bingo. <laughs> you overcome. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for so tuning comment, in. Comment. Yeah. <laughs> we need Keep feedback. And give us yeah, feedback. Give us some feedback and go on to our anonymous um, site to go, like, you know. Te- yeah. <laughs> Read us give us some ideas for future topics. Yeah, go on yeah. to our um anonymous thing so you guys can let us know some feedback or any questions you have on any um new topics that we'll do. You guys can request other topics. Mm-hmm. Twelve three listeners, we love you. Thank love you so much. Listeners. Love Bye. you. Bye.